Welcome to the Estate Professionals Mastermind Podcast, a podcast for estate professionals who earn more, work less, and make a huge difference in their communities. If you get value out of this free content, be sure to check out probatemastery.com where you can get live classes, access to weekly coaching, and valuable courses. To learn more, visit probatemastery.com. Now let's jump into this week's content. Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to the Probate Mastery Real Estate Coaching Call. We do this every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, uh, 2 o'clock Eastern Time. I would say every. We didn't do it last week because I was going to be on vacation. Turned out, interesting story. Uh, on Monday, we're supposed to leave on Tuesday, Monday morning, my uh, Monday afternoon, my grandson had a fever, couldn't travel with us. Right? I was going to take the whole family to Florida. Part of my goal over the last five years was a fantasy, take my whole family for a trip from L.A. where I live to Florida. And so actually, we canceled the trip and rescheduled it for December. And so I spent last week on vacation here in Los Angeles. Enjoyable. I'm not complaining. And then I get an extra week in December because we couldn't book Christmas. We booked the week before. So now I'm taking an extra week. So I say almost every week, but we're not gonna, we are going to do it this week, next week. Uh, and then um, we're obviously we'll be doing it during Christmas week and New Year's as well. I'm Bill Gross. You can find me on social media at Bill Gross Probate. I'm a practitioner in the business. I'm a student and graduate of Probate Mastery. And I do this really to lead a conversation so we can all get better, share best practices, share victories, console each other for defeats, and push as we all get better and become probate masters. A little housekeeping, the website that this call is associated with is probatemastery.com. <clears throat> and if you go there, um, a couple options, there's some free material. If you want to get certified, there's a quick track to do that. And there's more courses and bundles. And that's what is included to get here uh, and go a little deeper, which which what I'm trying to say is, to me, mastery is a process, not a certification program. And I, I see agents all the time who tell me, I got certified five years ago. I never went anywhere. And well, of course, because the process is being valuable, not just buying some data and cold calling it. And here at the Probate Ashley, we're going to give you some different avenues and tools and resources to really master the business. Now, when we're done today, uh, you can continue the conversation on Facebook. The Facebook group associated with this, with this is Estate Professionals Mastermind. And we were 7,000 members and people, glad to be a member. Terry, glad to have you. Here's a referral looking for an attorney in Michigan. Would be nice to have that request and, and send a lead to your attorney in a city. Here's one in North Carolina court. He's a regular uh, poster. So I would say feel free to um, put for referrals for attorneys and or realtors here in this group. Um, and then separately, I host Probate Weekly. Dot com, which is a weekly interview-focused approach where I interview attorneys, vendors from around the country. Uh, it's my own program, uh, no charge. I'd love to have you join that. Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time, probateweekly.com, where you can join on the uh, watch it on YouTube at episodes.probateweekly.com. And then I have a Facebook group as well called Probate Weekly, about 3,000 members there. And I also invite you to post your probate-related content. If you want to get more eyeballs, more likes, more clicks, Feel free to post your material here. I'd love to have you do that to grow your business. I'm Bill Gross. You can get more information about me at Bill Gross, uh, linktree.ee slash Bill Gross. If you want more information about me. And then tomorrow is a free uh, van. If you're interested, I'm, I'm teaching a, a class I normally pay for. It's a normally pay for program. Uh, my email masterclass. So what I do is I do an hour long and cover the four ways you can increase your marketing to your current database. And every realtor We'll struggle with this and say, well, I only know so many people or I already call them. But this is the foundation of success. I don't care 
what you do in probate, the place to start is everybody that already knows, likes, and trusts you. This is a free event tomorrow. Uh, for, I'm going to do an hour long. Normally, I charge $97. I do repeat this program monthly, and, and along with the paid version, I do four half-hour follow-ups. But you can come tomorrow for free. Go to the Expert Partners Inner Circle group, EPIC, E-P-I-C, Expert Partners. And if you just scroll down a little bit, you'll see my handsome face there. Love to have you join there. And there's no cost for that program or that Facebook group. Um, okay, post those links. Sure, let me do that. That's a good idea, you know. I, I, I'd say I have my assistant do it, but um, I think I'm my assistant, as it turns out. So that's just the way it goes. So let me post those. And I guess I should probably have them all teed up and ready to go, huh? Let's see, www.probateweekly.com in my Facebook group. And then if you want to come to the event, oh, there's my link tree. Okay, and the link tree really has everything by me. Okay, so I wanted to just start to out, out you know, and th this call is meant to be participative. So raise your hand, put a question in the chat box. I'm glad to post whatever links I have and share whatever I have with you guys. Um, so raise your hand or or put a question. Not seeing any yet. I did I did prepare a little information. I wanted to get you guys to think about, which is what is your end of the year strategy? You know, you literally have a twelfth of the year left. I guess about eight percent, eight point something percent. Now, most of us aren't going to work some of those days. I'm Jewish, so I took a lot of Jewish holidays off. I don't work Christmas Day normally, uh, just because it's an easy day to take off for vacation time. But, but what days are you going to work in December? And that's the question I, I really want to focus on. Which days are you going to work? Right? And not to mention tomorrow. But to mention uh, tomorrow's the 29th and 30th. It's Thursday. What days are you going to work? And what are you going to do? And what's your strategy at this time of year? I don't know if you've noticed this. I notice everything moves about half as fast now as it did two months ago. You call attorneys. Half the time they're not in the office. You call real estate agents, they get back less quickly. Um, uh, half the people answer the phone that used to have. But here's the key but. The people working are ready to do business now. Meaning when I've bought houses, I always shopped in December because that, that's when my business was a little slower. It was convenient for me. And I always found that there were half the buyers, half the sellers, less than half the realtors. Less than. I would say to you, if you look in your MLS, this is pretty much true everywhere I've ever done this. The number of transactions, say, in December, January, are about 60% of what they are in July. So if you do 10,000 in July or August, you do about 6,000 in December. That's the most common ratio that I see. But that's 60%. But I'm going to tell you that about 40% of the agents are working, which means of the deals available, it's a richer opportunity. It'd be like, you know, 40% less fish, but 6% less fishermen. That's the market we're in right now. And so my challenge to you is to, to get clear on when you're not working, block off those days. We work in order to have the time with our family and loved ones and friends or whatever it is you do in your life. But when you are working, you want to be productive. So get clear. And my challenge to you guys would be to take your calendar for the rest of the year. I've already done this. I will say I added next week vacation because we just the week we get the hotel worked out that way. So instead of one week, I'm taking two weeks off at the end of the year. I've never done that before. But the rest of the year, I'm hustling. I'm on this call. Uh, I talked to uh, Bruce about doing these calls 
We're going to do this one January 2nd. Why? I'm working January 2nd. If it wasn't work day, I wouldn't do the call. If it is work day, I'll do it. I don't care if five of you show up. You know what I know? If five of you show up on January 2nd, you five are ready to do business. I'm willing to work with those five. I'd rather work with those five than 20 people who aren't. I'm not here to educate you. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm really here to challenge you and encourage you and reach my hand or two to join in, in together, building our business and becoming masters of this business. So my challenge to you is to figure out what days you're not working, block them out in your calendar or Google Calendar or however you do that. And then the other days you are working, what's your plan for those days? So I'm to give you a couple suggestions. One is on relationships, be prepared to go deeper. Be prepared to have longer, fewer, longer, more relevant conversations. Be prepared to catch people and not just wish them a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, but actually have a conversation with them. They answered the phone for a reason. They called you back for a reason. And usually they want to connect. There's a saying from the book of uh, Course in Miracles, one of the greatest books ever written. All communication is either an expression of love or a cry for help. So when people call you, it's one of those two. Expression of love or call for help. Or it could be both at the same time. It's just not trivial. People don't just call you to be trivial. We really don't. And even if we think we do, know subconsciously, when you call somebody, you're either crying for help or you're expressing love. That's just how human beings work. So be prepared to go deeper in conversations. Don't get caught up in because there is a social event during work time to go. Think about strategically, is that a group that's going to get you business? I'll give you an example. For me, one of the things I still haven't finalized is in Los Angeles on December 5th is a mixer for the board, for the uh, bar association. I don't want to go to mixers, number one. I normally, work after, I normally don't work after 5 o'clock, number two. Number three, I don't like to market where other agents are and I'm seen as one of them. I want to stand out. It's my general rules of marketing. Yet in December, I'm guessing two things. One, the Realtors who sponsor the event may not even show up. And or two, there'll be less other Realtors and this is a good event, so I'm going to go. Right. So I look at my schedule with with now I'm going to take off some other time during that day to make up for it. But I'm going to be strategic with my calendar and I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to spend three or four hours, you know, probably two hours there and then an hour there and back parking and all that stuff. So it's really a three hour investment of my time, which is really valuable. Because I want to meet people and go deeper with them. And my goal is to meet one or two people on there. That's it. One or two attorneys who confirm me business will be there. And by the way, to make it valuable, I'm going to be calling attorneys the week before, inviting them and offering them free drinks. Because even if they don't show up, it's a good excuse to make that phone call and invite them to, to meet me there. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to go deeper and be strategic with my calendar. What are you going to do? Number one. Number two, spend your time on leverageable projects. This is a good time to redo your computers or systems that maybe if you're busier in the summer and less in winter, you have less, you know, 
transactions right now might be a good time to look at some of those systems that have been holding you back or um, relaunching your marketing. So for example, I'm meeting with my my team on Thursday. Questions I have are, do we want to change our time slot? I've been doing my probate weekly on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Maybe we want to move it earlier. Do you want to change the logo and color scheming of it? And then the technology behind it. Do I want to go from a Zoom call to another technology? If I, I notice on this call right now, we only have one, two, three, four, five people with cameras on. Right. So there's other technology that for the non-camera on person, I think it's a big mistake for, for the rest of you. If you're going to be here, uh, if not, you know, you can watch on replay. But the opportunity is to ask questions, interact, and mark yourself to get referrals. But if people are not going to have cameras on a my call, not this one, but a my call. There's another technology that gives more for people to chat and it's better technology in some other ways. And I'm going to bore you the details. I just want you to understand my thought processes. I'm going to spend an hour on that question this week. I would not spend an hour on that in June or July. I just had too many listings and too many transactions. So again, I will leave you with two thoughts is really three. What days are you working as opposed to what you're not working? And then when you are working, go deeper and look for legible, leverageable projects, things you can spend an hour on now that become two, three, four, and five hours later. Video is a perfect example of that. My average video now is one to 10. I spend an hour on recorded video. I get 10 hours of watch time. So obviously, I, I would, how much do I want to do? As much as I can bear because that's a, that's a great leverageable ratio. Okay, and Michelle asked about tomorrow's call, uh, email class. Email class tomorrow. So I'll put that in the chat box again with the link. And I see, Michelle, you got your hand up. So let's get you unmuted. And what's going on with you? Hello. Okay. Oops, sorry about that. Hello. Um, okay, so yeah, I jumped on those links and I can't find the... I can find the Eventbrite one for 97, but I can't find the one that's tomorrow. So okay, th that's why I was like, I didn't, the expert one. Okay, so um, I tried to pick your brain before the call and you were before, kind enough before to you go, say- Did you ever see the um, Seinfeld episode? Hello! Did you ever yes, see that? <laughs> hello! Okay, that's what you sounded like. Yes. That's what you sounded like. Yes, okay, yes. Um, okay, so you asked me to share it with everybody. So here I am. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Okay, so I found... In chat box, you'll, you'll be next. Go, go ahead, Michelle. Okay, so I found I found some of it, but I can't remember all of it. Yeah. Um, so this gal, she does the senior call. And uh, her name's Catherine Ambrose. And she put something on about, I'm pretty sure it was NAMSS, National Association of Movers for Senior Specialists, something like that. And she said, we should get involved and blah, blah, blah. So when I kind of, when I kind of looked it up, I mean, obviously some of it makes sense, right? If we're in the senior community and we're trying to help seniors and if they're moving from place to place, then we want to be that person that helps them do so, right? If they've got something to sell, they're upsizing, downsizing, whatever, they're going into an assisted living, whatever that looks like. But when I went on to this, page and you might be seeing it there um it looked like you could get a certification but you had to like it's not what i want to do i don't want to i don't want to be their personal 
oh my gosh, like one of the things was, where do you put the sofa? Where do you put this? Where's it the best kind of there? Right. right? So that wasn't it. So I was like, oh, so how can I get involved? And when I asked her, she said, show up to the call 6A, basically it's 6AM my time. And I'm not, I'm not brain activated at 6am. It's just not who I am. I work better at night and during the day than I do mornings. Michelle, I'm so, still with you. I'm still with you. <laughs> yeah, right. 6 if I am brain yeah. activated at 6am, I'm trying to get unbrain activated for another hour or so. So I'm yes. still with you on that. Go ahead. Yes. So I just, I was curious if you were familiar with it or, you know, if you had any insights or yeah. if you belong to it or know somebody who is those just picking your brain on that one. Got it. So the one I think that you're asking about um, just for the rose of college, uh, uh, Michelle, uh, before the call was asking me about if I knew about this organization. And I think that it's Catherine Ambrose and empowered senior. And I know nothing about her. I know nothing about a program. What I can say is there are a lot of people who have a business model of certifications. And, um, uh, in fact, the company we're with probate mastery, uh, has education, it ends up in a certification for probate. Um, now, I will say that uniquely in the world, in my opinion, attorneys value certifications. In, in California, for sure, and in most states, there are, you, you pass the bar, you're an attorney, and you have the ability to practice all the law in that state, right? Kind of like a real estate agent, you get, you pass the License exam in California, you can sell everything from, you know, vacant land, houses, mobile homes, well, to some degree, commercial, industrial, you can sell bridges, office towers, mm -hmm. it's all the same license. But attorneys in particular get certified in niches, and therefore that gives them the right to say they're, you know, experienced or, or, or experts in that, and they project that on realtors, so they will often ask for a realtor to be certified. The downside of that is I find realtors who take a class like this and because of the certification will use that as the badge of honor rather than me saying that's really more the entry ticket to the process. And I think that we've created a bad name for ourselves in our industry and that we have a lot of people, a lot of certifications that don't really mean much. Again, I know nothing about this particular one, but there are a lot of people who, who have programs that um, encourage you to get some of education. They usually have some sort of a network. If you join us, then we're going to send you referrals. You never gain referrals from it. You often sell some sort of data or follow-on programs. Um, I do want to say this, though. I think, I think you know, real estate, people think of probate as a niche. I think of probate really as not a niche. It's like a master niche, a super niche. And within probate, there's multiple niches. One niche that I work on is attorney referrals. There's another niche, which would be senior housing referrals, people who get placed in the senior housing, and then the salespeople there refer families to real estate agents. There's wealth management referrals. There's fiduciary referrals. There's um, estate sales referrals. There's a million niches within the niche of probate. And there's the there's the mom's house, which is a, I interviewed the, the proprietor of that. Great program in this area of seniors as well. They, they do a certification and they also have a bit of a network and some, and what I think is important is a continuing education. And so what I'll say to you is I believe that in everything in life, and this is because I'm a little older now, I feel like I can say that uh, I have some perspective. What I've learned is 
In anything in life, to transform yourself, you need three things. You need a coach or a mentor or a leader or a rabbi in my spiritual path. Number two, you need a system, a process, a book in religion, the Bible. Um, in most organizations or companies, there's a process, a book, a manual. And third, you have a community for people who can go to when the leader's not available, but also to work as colleagues, to push each other, encourage each other uh, along the way. And so when you look at a program like this, you want to ask yourself, does it have those three components? Normally, somebody has to be available more than just come to the sales webinar. And so when I see people who market programs and certification programs who you can never talk to unless you show up at that webinar, it just tells me they're not really enjoying the process of helping people build their business. Now, I don't want to have a coaching company. Uh, Bruce Hill owns uh, Probably Mastery. I really have nothing to do with that. I offer to do these calls for him. And full disclosure, he does give me now compensation, you know, Modest compensation of my time. It's more a matter of respect for me, and I appreciate it. But I really am not doing this for the call. I'm not doing this for time. I'm doing this for referrals. I love anybody who's sung a, a probate in LA to give me a call and to build my team nationally. But I love to help agents. That's why I'm on this call. And some of you called me, I've, and I've, you know, I'm glad to give you a 15 minute, 30 minute conversation on how I can help you with your business and get you guys centered. I don't charge for that. When somebody does it, when you said I, that you'd only meet you at the webinar, to me, that's that's a sign. Uh, let me back up. I find also that people, um, uh, organizations that educate, you can measure their real value by how much information they give you for free. The ones that give you nothing for free, it's because they have so little real value, they have to safeguard it. The companies are effective, in my experience, have so much value that they'll give you more for free than you could ever manage and then try to help you understand how to organize it and to um, effectively use it. It's a long answer, Michelle, but I think it's an important topic. Did I answer your question a little bit? You're muted. Uh, you want to stay muted? That's fine. No, no, uh, it's, whoops, oh. whoops. Oh, okay, there, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, I just, I didn't want any background noise. No, that's awesome. And I did find it. National Association, uh, National Association of Senior and Specialty Move Managers. Okay. Um, so I'm, my guess is, yes, I agree with you. Certifications can be overwhelming, but my guess would be, it'd just be another feather or cap, right? Another way to help seniors if we're with these people. Well, I don't, th there's, I don't think that there's much you can learn on the subject that isn't of value. And I can tell you, I think based on the business I'm doing, uh, that, you know, if I if I go into a program for an hour and get one good idea uh, that I can use my business is viable, right? One right. listing's twenty five thousand dollars. So um, I, I would say, you know, if if you approach it from that, yes. Where I find people who struggle is they're almost broke, and they're thinking I'm going to put this last five hundred dollars into this program and it's going to turn my business around. It's not, and so you have to be responsible with your money. And that's why I always say, well, consume all the free information first and then start buying the coaching um, before. And, and some people don't have to afford to wait and they can buy it. And other people should wait but jump in and, and then they run out of money before they can get to production. Um, and then one other question. So 
back kind of to your, and thank you for all that back to the beginning of what you were saying. Yes, I am working in, because it's like you said, they, people call and try and find agents and they can't find them because this is holiday time. Right. And so I am actually extremely busy. And in 27 years, I have found my January's consistently are one of my best GCI months because I am the only one that can be found, which is awesome. But here's where I'm going with this. I do really great at probate. I love helping seniors. I get stuck with the lawyer piece and obviously you're the king at it. So how do you approach? I saw that face. You are the king at it. <laughs> so when I've talked to attorneys, a lot of times I get, well, I already have somebody. Well, I know I have probably more value or different value, right? They can still use who they refer it to, but I guarantee you I bring a strength because we can't all have all the strengths. It's impossible. So I guarantee I have a strength that the other person doesn't have. and We could both get the referrals. How do you approach them so that they'll at least listen to you that you have a different approach or you're different or you can pick up those weaknesses? The first thing is I don't approach them the way other agents do. I'm not going to cold call them. I'm not going to cold email them. Right? So for me, and the other thing I, I've interviewed on my probate weekly show, if you ever watch it, I've interviewed now probably over a hundred something attorneys. I always ask them a question, what percentage of business do you get from realtors versus the business that you give to realtors? Because every real estate agent imagines that attorneys just sit in their office with golden tickets of listings and hand them out like Santa Claus at the mall. And that's not how it is. In fact, it's the opposite. They get you know, of their probate business, usually about 80% come to them from realtors. So they have a list to give out. Now they might get it from a realtor's lousy, but if they get one or two cases from a realtor's lousy, who are they going to give the next listing referral to? Especially if they think that all realtors are basically lousy to begin with. Doesn't matter, right? If you're just as good as the other guy or gal, why the hell not? So I think that you have to market them in a way it's different, and then you have to be different than them to warrant them treating you different than the other ones. Um, and so that's why I've, you know, uh, focused on things that they don't do well. Now, in L.A., it's different than I think you're in Colorado. Um, they're in different markets. In L.A., you know, people know this. We have the highest poverty rate of any county in America, any large county. LA is a very poor county by percentage. We just have a lot of people and we have a lot of wealthy people. But so our probate cases are a lot of very, well, very poor people who can't get credit for a bond, need, can't get money to hire the attorney, can't get money for the filing fees. And so a lot of my businesses spoke, once I learned that was the problem, how do we solve those problems? No realtor even looks at those problems and I'm solving those problems. So I would say to you, you need to find out what their problems are, be the solution. Then you're the natural person for them to turn to uh, when they have a probate case. You want to be the one that they have to come to because you're so much better than the other person, um, and number one. And number two, at least work at driving business to them. That's why I do the probate weekly and I interview age, uh, attorneys. I'd be glad to interview any attorney you want uh, in Colorado uh, for my show. I, have, I don't think I've interviewed a Colorado attorney uh, I'd be glad to. And if that's the way you get them some publicity, great. That's why I do social media with attorneys because I'm promoting their business in a way that other agents don't. And there are a couple who've tried to compete with me and good luck. I mean, you know, I work pretty hard. If you're going to, it's kind of like anything else in life. If you're, if you're going to compete with me, you better get up early in the morning and you better work hard every day 
and most don't and fall fall apart. So no, pick, that's an area, awesome. pick an area that you're willing to stand up and say, this is an area that I can make a contribution to your business in that nobody else is. Like I said, for me, it was uh, bonds and credit and game uh, signed on bonds, their check accounts, their, their inheritance advances, uh, helping them solve the, the, the low-income money problem. It's different in your case. And so find out what the problems they have are and figure out how to solve those problems better than any other agent. And then have you ever gone to any kind of uh, attorney mixer for probate attorneys? I did um, pre-COVID um, when I was out every day. So pre-COVID, I went to court every day, suit and tie. And I was kind of, the they saw me all the time. And so when there was a, when there was a mixer, it made sense to go. When COVID hit, LA was more locked down than anywhere in the country, I believe, maybe with the exception of San Francisco or New York. So like when COVID hit, like we did nothing, like there was nothing to go to. Uh, even still, we have people, you know, walk around with masks on. And, uh, and, and you know, I mean, it's a, it's a more common thing here in LA than anywhere else still. So I don't want to truly think I'm an idiot by, by marking to them during COVID. And so I've just changed my whole practice. And so I think I mentioned there was a mixer uh, in LA in uh, December. I think that'll be the first event I've gone to since COVID. Um, and there's some strategic reasons why I'm going to go, whereas I haven't gone to anything before now. So no, the answer is no. But I also, to be honest, I, haven't, I don't have to. I mean, I have a pretty good business flow of business coming in. And so what I'm doing is working. I'm busy enough with what I have. I haven't had to add anything else like that. Perfect. Thank you. Sure. My pleasure, Michelle. Thank you. Okay. I know you've been waiting for, I see a hand up for uh, Joe before that. Tara has been waiting very patiently, not knowing how to put her hand up. So we're going to ask her to jump <laughs> in here and say hi. There you go. Hold it. Now we can't hear you. I think you've, you're muted on your end, I think. Can you hear me now? There you go. Okay. Yeah. I still can't figure out the hand thing. I've been Googling it, but okay. <laughs> so I am super new. I'm not probate master. I've taken the foundations course and I'm going to take the paid um, mastery program. But I had a question for you about working in two different markets or working from a long, from long distance. So I just moved from the West coast to the Midwest from Portland to Tulsa. Um, I don't know anyone here in Tulsa and all of my past sales are in Portland. And so I don't really know which direction to go as far as trying to build a probate business. Can it be done? I, I'm still licensed in Oregon, Washington, and then Oklahoma. Um, I know that in previous podcasts, you mentioned that you don't really walk the properties and you aren't really at the properties. So do you need to be local to a city or do you just need to know it? Well, not well enough to sell the house if you know other things so well that they'll be overlooked. Meaning, I believe I know the probate process so well and the real estate sales market negotiation process so well that I don't have to know more about the house than somebody else walking and taking pictures and video can show me. And, and that requires me to be that good. And sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. And you win some and you lose some. Um, tell me about your past sales in Portland. Uh, how, you know, were you, you know, full-time? Were you successful? How much business were you doing there? Yeah, I was doing between 15 and 20 a year. And I've Solid. been um, licensed for 
maybe five or six years. So I was working my way up, but more buyers than sellers. Um, I did have. I mean more people who now own homes. Right. Whereas before they didn't own homes. Now they all own homes. Your past clients. Right. Yeah. Um, I well, don't. There's a little mindset there. I'm challenging you on. True. I think it's really That's important. That's true. So I have an, I have a follow-up question about that if no one else has questions, but um, I, I don't have anyone. I don't think I've done any probate or estate sales. I may have done a couple of estate ones when I was on the buyer side. And I just know that because they were, you know, the seller was signing everything through the um, executor or, you know, the seller was, the owner of the house was dead. You know, it was clear from that, from the paperwork, but there wasn't an attorney involved or anything like that. So I don't know if I have any traction with trying to get, especially attorney relationships established from Portland. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and also the question is how hard would it be to learn the probate process from a County that I'm not physically in? If I don't, if I'm at the beginning of my probate education. Right. Well, some information is available online. I don't know Tulsa at all. The only thing about Tulsa is I flew with somebody to Toledo, T-O-L, and their bags got marked and sent to Tulsa, T-U-L, and he didn't have his bags for a business trip, and I did. And so I'm wearing nice suits and ties, and he's wearing the same sweats he wore on the plane for two days, <laughs> looking like an idiot. Um, other than that, I don't think about Tulsa. But um, – and, and I'm not sure where in Tulsa. Maybe you're in a suburb or whatever – uh, and some cities have multiple counties, like Atlanta has multiple counties. Mm. For the city of Atlanta, I don't know where Tulsa is as far as counties. But I would say, um, how hard is it? Depends what you have online. Um, and then you can obviously go to the courthouse in Tulsa. Right. Now, going to Portland, I don't know. Are you able to travel? Do you have a family situation where you can't travel or you can travel? And Yeah, I can't from- travel. It's, it's, it's just difficult it's difficult to leave the family for that long. So, but I, I do have the opportunity to travel. I own property there. With and do you go anyhow to Portland once a year or twice a year? Like, like yeah. I love Florida, but I go there every year for a convention. So while I'm there, I do other things. Sorry, I, I invest in property. And then this year I'll be doing a probate event in Miami with our convention. So, you know, I'm already going to Florida. I'm already on a plane. I'm already paying for a hotel. Might as well do something else. Are yeah. you already going to Portland? Yeah, I go there a few times a year, maybe two, one, two, to, two to three times a year. You go always add on one day and go to the court that day and, 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 or meet people that one day while you're there in town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's about being strategic with your calendar and your time. I, you know, I don't want to give you prescriptions. You know, I, I, I don't want to be like a doctor who's going to, you know, give you cancer prescriptions over the phone without really doing a proper deep dive. But I would just, I would urge you to value the business you have more than you have so far. Try to find a way to, to keep that business and build on it. Um, you know, the the people that you know in Portland become audience as you try to build your audience in Tulsa too. Your transactions, you could talk about Portland, even though you're maybe trying to build your new business in Tulsa. So I I, I would really Hello, Alex. urge you to um Yes, man. Good. How are you? There you go. Uh, I would urge you to really uh properly value that business more and think about it and what would it take to keep business going there do you have partners there that can like i'm with exp realty we have you know one company you can join multiple states and we have people all over the place in all those states so for me it's ideal to go to florida with some other people you have to join another remax or another keller williams so i don't know how that lays out for you those are big complicated questions but i would just off the top of my head i would say 
I would think about how you can um, keep the old business and, and leverage that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and whether that means you do probate in um, Portland or probate in Tulsa, I would always put more resources, new resources in the new city. If that's where you're going to be just because it's easier. Like yeah. I wouldn't spend a lot of time at the Portland courthouse. I would be if I was there I'd go, but I would make sure I go into the Tulsa courthouse and, and learn the probate process in Tulsa. Right. Okay. Does that help a little bit? Yeah. Come back weekly. Tell us your update and ask more questions and let's go together with it. Okay. Okay, great. Just real quick. Does anyone soon know how to raise your hand though? Like, is there. On the zoom, on the desktop app, on yeah. the reactions. Okay. Okay. If you click on that, there's like little icons with a clap, a thumbs up, and there's a raise hand there on reactions. Okay. I will explore that. Thank you. Sure. Good luck. Okay. Uh, Joy, you've been waiting very patiently. Let's hey, Bill. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Um, so my question sort of like Tara's. Um, let me see if I can start my video. hi there you go okay um well that was worthwhile <laughs> uh so i i took the probate mastery a week while back um and i did some probably five probates um in the bay area um pre-covid wow. and wow. then we started traveling with my husband for work so um my question now is I want to go and start doing probates again, but I don't know how to do it or how to build my vendor team remotely. Any tips um, on how to do that? Because we're still traveling. So we're not here in the Bay Area. Right. And we, we're in places every three, three to six months. And, you know, we're kind of moving around everywhere. So um, when I was doing probate, I was here living in the Bay Area. Well, what is it you can't do that you were doing before? I guess build like the attorney referral and stuff like that. I know. How'd, like, you, how'd you do that? I didn't at the time. So I, that was one that I didn't have any attorney referrals. What I did you do that? What did you do then that you can't do now? That, that generated I business? actually met with estate state sale companies. Um, estate sale companies? Yeah. So I was meeting the vendors. Um, so I guess. My well, I'm not. So let me back. Be more precise. What were you doing that generated business for you that you can't do now? Because all it matters is during business. To be honest, all the time I get a question, well, how do I build my vendor list? I have to build my vendor list before I, before I get listings. No, you don't. Your vendor list is you. Well, I never got any referrals from the vendor list. I did all the cold callings to the probate lead. So that's kind of how I just. You can do that from anywhere. Yes, I can do the final, but I'm thinking, but so like when I want to refer them out to like a vendor, to like one of my vendor partners, how do I build my vendor partner now that oh. I'm not so, so I think this is a mindset issue. So you have for some okay. coaching. This is a little rough coaching. You're not paying okay. me, so I can be honest with you, okay? Yeah. So you can fire me, but I don't really care because I'm not getting paid. <laughs> so the mistake agents make is they think the vendor list is the list. The piece of paper, the list, Joe, Mary, some, you know, whatever. They think that's the list. No, the list is you. You're the vendor list. Now, you're going to find somebody to delegate the activities to. Right. So, for example, if you said, "Hey, Bill, um, you know, can you find me a locksmith to change the locks in Torrance?" 
or can you change the locks in Palmdale? Those are two hours apart. Those are two different locksmiths. I haven't done either one. I've had a locksmith in Hawthorne recently. I've had one in, you know, other cities. So the job is not to have at the ready so that can start marketing the vendor list. It's as you have a request, you find the vendor and they add them to your list and you're forever adding to your list. That's why you want to network with other agents also. Um, what company are you with? I with RE Broker Group. They're based in San yeah. Diego. Yeah. Do they have agents in your area in the Bay Area? No, they don't. No. One of the challenges, no, one of the challenges you're gonna find is, and one of the reasons I joined the company I did was because we have a network. You need to find some network. You could use the estate planning mastermind group as a place to say, hey, I'm looking for a locksmith in this area. There's other realtor networks like on Facebook where people have that. There's realtor networks in the Bay Area where people have that. But you're the network, and then you solve the problem. If I said to you, give me an example of somebody that you don't have in your net on your vendor team today that you think you need. Give me an example of somebody. Uh, I don't have an attorney, an estate attorney. Well, that's different. The attorney is going to give you business. Tell me about somebody that you're referring business to as a vendor. As a vendor. Um, an estate stock company that I why I, I guess I do have one, but then I haven't really used them for a while. <laughs> so. Okay, so let's imagine you don't have a state sale company. If I yeah. said to you, Joy, I'm going to give you a million dollars for you if you give me a good estate sale company by the end of the day today, could you have one? Yeah, I can. How about half a million dollars? Yeah. How about twenty five? About twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, I get your $10, point. Ten dollars, ten dollars, maybe not. <laughs> right. So it's just a question of time and money. And so I think you have to understand that's the job is networking with them. And then what I do is I turn it around and I interview the vendor, put it on my YouTube, and they become content. Maybe they refer me somebody, but or maybe somebody sees them and refers me somebody. I don't really pay that close attention. It all kind of works out. So don't let the lack of vendors. Now, there's a different problem if you don't have attorneys referring you business. That's something you have to work on. But you said yourself, you can cold call them from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So you're using the lack of vendors to stop you from cold calling from anywhere. That makes no sense. Yeah. Sorry about that. I took your excuse away. <laughs> no. you, can blame your, you can blame your husband. As a, a husband of 37 years, I can't blame for everything. So I, I can tell you, you can blame your husband if you want. But the truth is, it's a mindset. You can do this wherever you want, the cold calling part. And then as you have a vendor need, you'll find somebody. You know, you'll just, you'll, you just have to find somebody to do that stuff. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Now let's do the – so how about the attorney side of it, which is the ref – getting referrals from attorneys. I know that that was your, you were going to the courthouse. How did you do it after or be post COVID? Cause right. I know that. Right. So really when, when the court shut, I had like a ton of listings pending court approval that all mm -hmm. were going to fall apart. And all my lead generation was going to court basically. So I basically was out of business and I had to, you know, think about it. And this was what I didn't want to do. Uh, I think the court closed like March 18th of 2020. What I didn't want to do was spend six months thinking about it. I knew that I wanted to get a jump on whatever the answer was. I wanted to be jumping on it ahead of time. So while everybody else was thinking about it, I was already in action. Mm -hmm. I actually went to a great webinar back then with Grant Cardona. That was his strategy, which is 
figure it out now your solution and get on it right away. And if it doesn't work, you can pivot. But if it works, you'll be ahead of everybody else. So at that time, I really didn't have any video game at all. And I realized early on that Zoom would be really, really valuable and really important. So I got a paid account. I learned how Zoom worked inside out. I watched a million videos on YouTube on how to how to do Zoom calls. And I did both one-on-ones and recorded them and um, hosted a couple podcasts that survived today. And so I really worked at that and just spent three hours a day doing lead generation on video format um, rather than uh, going to court and or door knocking or cold calling or anything else. And it worked. It took a little while to catch, but once it, when it caught on, it's it's been fantastic. Okay. Okay. I will try that. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think you also have to find what works for you. Russ, I'll see your hand up. I'll get right to you. One second. Um, uh, I think you have to find your value and find your method that works for you. So okay. I'm not saying going to court's the best. It was the best for me. And I'm not saying video is the best. I'm saying it became the second best or now is the best for me. You need to think about you and what your skills are and what the needs are in your market and what your opportunities are and find that one that you work to generate the business. And I'll just tell you, if you have enough listings, you'll find enough vendors to help you. Like right now, vendors return my phone calls like that. Title, escrow, lenders, they're all like returning my phone calls. Six months ago, they're all too busy. They're all on vacation. They're all playing around in the middle of the day doing stuff. Now, you know, they're calling me back right away. Title companies, man, they're killing to get my business right now. So this is the time to work hard and get some business. Okay? I will do that. Thanks, Bill. Sure, thanks, Trey. Okay, patiently waiting uh, again, Russell. We'll bring you in. Uh, Bill, hi. Um, hi. I'm over in Florida. I'm an EXP guy. That's what part of Florida? Uh, Central Florida. Orlando I'm area. So I'm going to Surfside in uh, December. Surfside. Anyway, Florida's a big state. Anyhow, big state. I've been new, I'm new to probate stuff, but I've been chasing down you know, probate cases, and I got about 40 different you know, leads, I guess you could call them, which I've mm -hmm. been mailing and stuff like that too. But I started looking at, at the attorneys that represent these 40 people. Mm -hmm. And out of these 40 people, I think it must be about 38 different attorneys. So it's not like one attorney seems to be grabbing most of the business. So I'm just wondering how does one go ahead and approach, you know, the situation, just keep on trying to generate more leads and get more attorneys to go after the people who seem to have the most business. Um, don't know. Just looking for a little direction there. I can't, right. I can't approach all 38 of them. <laughs> Obviously. Why not? Uh, I don't know how to do it. Other than doing a mass email or something and just picking them off one by one. Well, but you could call 38 you know, a yeah. couple of day, call I'm, two a I'm day and, in a month, you've called all of them, right? Yeah, well, you know, I've I've tried calling a few of them, and it's hard getting past the gatekeeper there. Most so cases. One of the things, one of the th my favorite metaphors for our business is there's a TV series called Gold Rush. You ever seen it? No. I had surgery like five years ago, maybe longer. Must be now. I say that's probably eight or ten years. Uh, as in the hospital, I don't watch television. But, you know, in the hospital, they had the TV on. I don't know. Everybody's like brain dead. You watch whatever was on. 
and, and I was watching this program. It was fascinating. These guys were mining gold in the Yukon. And the thing that struck me was that to make a million dollars worth of gold, to make to get a million dollars worth of gold, you had to move tons and tons of dirt to get to the gold. I mean, it's just unbelievable amount of earth movers and different machines and dumping it and trucking it and putting it in the machine. They wash all the stuff off and then they sift it through and they put another thing, they sift it through, they nip a little, you know, a couple you know, ounces of gold and it adds up to being millions of dollars. And I think as realtors, you know, just to just to check your language there, I, I don't know enough to really criticize you, but I would just ask you to do check yourself. When you say it's hard, I say, well, so what? It's hard. I mean, life is hard. Anything of value is hard. That doesn't mean it's the wrong direction. Um, it just means that you you are putting an effort and you need to check your results for the time you're putting in and monitor your progress. I get asked a lot by realtors, what's the easiest way to get business from real, from attorneys? I don't know. Because anything that's easy isn't a value because somebody else can come in and do the same thing at some point and, and compete with the business. So I would say, yeah, it is hard. All of the things you do in our business are hard. But you, if you do them better and more consistently than your competition, then even though it's hard, you will be insanely successful. That's my experience. When people, it's funny because I have people call me up and say, oh, I just want to sit in your office and watch you work for the day. Okay, it's not very glamorous. I'm on the phone. I start at eight o'clock, which really means 7.45 or so. And I work and take a little break and walk the dog and work. And, take a break, and then usually exercise 12 to one and go back to work until five o'clock. It's not glamorous. But I'm working the whole time. It's some people might call that hard work. So I, I don't know the the answer other than you probably need to spend three or four hours a day doing something to generate business. And it could be phone calling, it could be you know going in person somewhere, it could be, I guess, designing or working on digital, um, paying for and mailing mail, but you have to do something that connects to people. And it's going to be hard work. And I think that's, I don't mean to overemphasize that word you used, but I do think that word is indicative of the challenge for you, which is um, you have to find a method of communicating with a lot of people. The other thing is when you say that, that you bought leads, again, I would check the language because really when you buy from a company that give you a spreadsheet or a file, name, address, phone number, and characteristics, that's just data. Those aren't leads. Right? You have a definition of what a lead is. A lead is somebody uh, that that you know has a um, need for what it is you're providing at some point. Um, and so really you you sift through the data to find the leads and then nurture the leads. Gotcha. I just listened to an interview with the uh, owner of a lead generation company, and, and I, I heard his kind of BS story. Because he's telling his customers who he wants to buy his product, the average lead, that's his word, I don't think it's a lead, converts in 6 to 12 months. Well, no, the average, he said, was 6 to 12 months. Well, the average is not 6 to 12 months. The average is a number. In mathematics, the average is a number. There's a range. It might be a standard deviation. I'll, I'll get technical statistics. But the average is a number. And so these companies will sell you stuff, and I'll listen to them all the time and say, oh, yeah, the, the average lead doesn't sell you know, for a year to two years. Well, the average lead, I, I can tell you when I tracked it statistically, I've seen other companies who did it statistically, 
the average conversion from the initial lead to closing was over two years. So you prepared to work with people for that long before you convert to business. And if you're not, then you're throwing, if, you're, if that's the average, you're throwing away at least half of the lead possibilities because you're not working them long enough to convert until the point where they convert. Does that help a little bit? You betcha. Everything you say is golden. Almost everything. <laughs> well, I, and again, I, I, unlike maybe I'm not, we're not selling anything on this call. I'm really just, I am going to sell you the American dream. I'm going to sell you on the process. If you commit yourself to this, to being a master in probate. And that's the other part is when I got married 37 years ago, not that I listened to anything he said, other than I heard this line, not that I live it, but I know I'm supposed to as a husband. He said, the key to marriage is not finding the right partner. It's being the right partner. And I would say the same is true with real estate uh, and, and finding attorneys. The key is not finding the right attorneys. It's being the right realtor for the attorney. So you have to find out what they need and who needs your service and be in front of them at the right time. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, Russell. It. My pleasure. Okay. So let's see. Hand up Tara. Let's see. For two oh, scoops. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how you put your hand up here electronically. Oh, uh, the uh, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a um, a training on that. Uh, I, on the Zoom application on the bottom, you see reactions. If you click on that, uh, you'll see uh, among the options that raise a hand. In fact, Tara, I think didn't know how to do it before and now does. So she's now my first graduate of my training program on how to raise your hand in the Zoom application. There you go. And she's going, now, Michelle, you're clapping. That's nice. But if you use the Zoom reactions, there's a clapping hand there. That that would be for extra points. Okay, there you go. Michelle's giving you the clap. There, a slow clap. Okay, Tara, what's up? Tara, you're you're muted again on your on your end. Okay, you hear me now? Yep. Okay. So I'm hoping to go to the courthouse here in Tulsa this week. Um, what are your tips for making the most of it? As someone who's totally new, I I don't right. know that I'll be able to prospect att attorneys and take them out for coffee that day. Um, but what, like, what should I be listening for or watching? Just what are your tips for a beginner? Sure. So I would say when you go to court, you're doing three things at once. That's why it's highly leverageable. One, you're going to learn about the probate process. You're going to learn so you can help your clients understand what the process goes like. You're going to learn so you can be a value to the attorneys that you're looking to get business from. So private's like a recon mission. You're just learning what the schedule is, where the room is, what to the judges, how many judges are there? Is there one, two, three, what days they do things, what time they do things? Just You're just learning what the process looks like. What's available? Do they have computers you can research the files on there? Um, you're there to learn as much as you can. In LA, they post up uh, flyers for free probate classes that are at the probe, at the law library across the street. I learned that by going there in person. You never would have figured it out without going there. So number one, learn. Number two, obviously network, you know, smile, uh, be pleasant, introduce yourself to people. You know, in LA, first hearing start at 8.30, the judges are almost always not starting until 8.45 or 9 o'clock. And there's some people get there early. So I would get there at 8.15. I'm in a suit and tie. Big smile, cup of coffee. Anybody in front of the court I'm looking to go to, I introduce myself. Hey, I'm Bill Gross. I'm a realtor specialized in probate. What brings you here today? 
Some people say, oh, my God, you talk to me. Most people, if you say it with a smile, will just answer why they're there. Uh, and I would look for the ones that look like attorneys dressed a certain way. Uh, and some would talk. Some to this day, I've, I have relationships I've met um, that I've only met them by going to court and meeting them. So number one, like I said, is educate. Number two is the network. Uh, and then number three is to um, lead generate, to actually look for actual leads. So in the courtroom, sometimes you'll hear, I would hear a case where they would say, well, we can't approve you with the letters because your brother's fighting you to be the um, to be the administrator. And I would call the attorney and say, hey, if you get a special administrator appointed, I can sell the house. We can put the money in a blocked account. So I would look for leads for people who need help. Or I'd see a customer who didn't have an attorney. I can introduce you to one that won't charge you money up front. So I would do actual lead generation there. So those, I would say those are three activities. There's a fourth activity, which is social media. I would say when you go to court, you know, where do you park? Uh, maybe it's not a big deal in Tulsa. In LA, it's a big deal. Which parking lot do you go to? Which is the safest parking lot? Again, may not be a big deal in Tulsa, but walking from the parking lot to the courthouse is a adventure in uh, criminal avoidance in Los Angeles. Yeah. Especially me, I'm a big guy, you know, gray hair. I walk a little slower. Um, you know, kind of, I, I wear a keep. I actually had a guy yell, yelling out anti-Semitic threats at me as I walk from my car to the courthouse. So I strategically park a certain place. Um, and then I also just take a little video in front of the courthouse about what I learned while I was there that day. So I would say an opportunity for some social media as well. Okay, just a quick follow up. So if I am not a probate specialist yet, should I in introduce myself as that? Or should I introduce myself as a realtor who's trying to learn the process? It's not well, I always tell people I'm a real estate agent focused on probate okay. and uh, you know properties involved with litigation. Okay. I don't say I'm a probate expert. My my email does, my website does, but I don't say that. I don't think that sounds very humble. Mm -hmm. um, but um, um, I would say that uh, I'm focused on probate real estate. Okay. And that's all I'm looking for. I, yeah. You don't want to claim much. I, you know, there's a there's a there's a saying: "Who you are speaks so loudly, I can hardly hear what you're saying." So I'm dressed in a dark suit, white shirt, red tie, like a high end attorney. I carry a briefcase on rollers, like the attorneys who are in, in cases, they have all kinds of books and files. I want those roller. The only thing you need are my keys, my wallet, and my lunch maybe, but I carry that. I'm, it's like a prop. Yeah. I look like an attorney. And I have two sets of business cards, my regular realtor cards with a picture on it. I bought a second set, very cheap, that look like attorney's cards, which is plain white and black right. print that give the attorneys. So when they see me, they look like I'm one of them, but I'm not. I'm a realtor, and that's kind of the, the vibe I want to put mm -hmm. up. So I say dress like an attorney, whatever a whatever a high-end attorney, or maybe think of the governor, the, uh, the female governor of Oklahoma or the female governor of whatever state you can think of. Uh, politicians, uh, whether you like them or not, if you dress like as a man, President Trump or uh, President Biden, that's the look for attorneys in L.A. Uh, and for women, whatever the, the equivalent is, look like you know, candidate Nikki Haley or right. something like that running for president or governor. That's the look that, because, and also think about almost all politicians are attorneys. They're like mm -hmm. super attorneys. So that gives you a clue as to, I think, how you should talk, how you should look. I'm not getting into the politics of one right being wrong, but right. that's the vibe you want to give up. So when you meet people and you act like you know what you're doing, you kind of are saying, I respect your game. I'm playing your game. That's what people want to hear. Right. That's awesome. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Okay. That gave you a, 
in our class on earn in uh, about two minutes there. So it's the best I can do on one foot. Thanks, Terry. It was a pleasure. Um, okay. So I think that is all the questions, all the hands in the, did I catch everybody hand in the air? I think we got everybody. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we're all done. Okay, good. Good time to wrap up because we're on the hour now. So this was the probate mastery real estate coaching program. We do this almost every Tuesday, except for during holidays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern. It's recorded live stream on YouTube. Um, I'm, uh, and then the website, if you want to, you know, Find out more and take the coaching program, probatemastery.com. And there's a basics program. There's a certification program, which is a great place to start. I took that five years ago, and that's led me on my path to success in real estate. And there's additional courses and bundles. I think I've taken them all and paid for them all. I, I'm not I'm not an employee of the company. I'm just a, a colleague of yours looking to help build this organization. Um, and then continue conversation in Facebook, Estate Professionals Mastermind. 7,000 members, ask questions, network, look for out-of-area attorneys or real estate agents or vendors. And then personally, I host probateweekly.com every Thursday at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Love to have you join us there. And my Facebook group is Probate Weekly. Uh, and I have about 3,000 members in that. And again, post questions, masterminding, and or any probate-related content. Love to get you some views, likes, and all that good stuff. My link tree is linktr.e uh, slash Bill Gross if you want to follow me more. And then tomorrow, uh, I'm hosting a free email mastermind class. Normally, I charge $97 for this. This one's free. Um, I, I'm going to offer it to, again to those people to take it um, uh, because there's four follow-up sessions for 30 minutes where I believe email is your foundation of a marketing program. But this is free tomorrow, so feel free, and I'll cover all the material in an hour at the Expert Partners Inner Circle. Hope you can make it there. Otherwise, reach out if I can help in any way. Call, text, or email. Outbound Gross Probate on social media. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs>